This is Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Make the time to subscribe. Now let's pull back those sheets. Can we talk about the relationships? Can we talk it over, see how we can build? Only you and I know that's the way it goes. In this big old bed, they're talking over so Talk it over. So are you home? Are yes. you in the airport? I'm home. Nope, I'm home. I'm in my big old bed. So, yo, yo, yo! This is your man Big O back for another episode of Talk It Over, and I'm joined by my lovely, vivacious co-host, who's finally back from wherever she traveled to last week, Trisha yeah. Trish. What's hey, Trish? Hey. How you doing? I'm good. I'm good. Glad to have you back with us. And for those <laughs> of you who don't. You. I'm, huh? I'm, I, I can neither deny nor confirm that I, <laughs> listen, I might have, I might have some, uh, some, some fans out there. And if they, if I tell them that I missed you and they're like, oh, hold on, wait a minute. So the fans missed me. I think that's all that matters. Okay. All right. Yeah. Fans miss you. No, I miss you too. I miss you too. Thank, thank you. So, thank you. That's, see, that's all I wanted. It's the little things in life. So if you don't know, Talk It Over is the only dating and relationship podcast that begins in bed. And we got listeners from all over the world. And I want to thank all the listeners as well. Um, today's topic is going to be very, very spicy. I can't wait for Trisha to bring this one in. Trish, with all the traveling you've been doing. Yeah. How come you don't ever come see Big Up? No, see, see, because you're going to make me quarantine for two weeks before I can actually spend some time with you. <laughs> So that's an automatic. You can quarantine at home and then get on the. But what you think I've been doing? I've been quarantined in the last, like, when I get off a flight, I come home, I quarantine, I work from home, I try not to go outside, and then you know, I go take a COVID test depending on where I went and what I was doing. You know, I'm, I'm, I follow all the protocols. I do what I'm supposed to do. But okay. I'm still waiting on a formal invitation because, you know, I haven't gotten a formal invitation yet. I gotta send it. I gotta send. I gotta uh, send that by mail, postcard, certified. Um, smoke signal will do. I'll take. I'll take a smoke <laughs> signal. <laughs> you know, just something. I need. I need to know that I can come. Yeah, smoke in New York City is not a good idea. Yeah. No, 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 no. Too many. Too many things. Smoking. Smoking the city is not a good idea. So, well, I will tell you this though. Mm-hmm. I might be in your area for a whole entire week sooner than you think. So we might be able to, you know. You talking 2020 or 2021? Um, a mixture. 2020 into 2021. Okay, so you trying to bring trouble? Nobody's celebrating New Year's Eve over <laughs> here. The city is shut down. Know, You're gonna be the know. only one partying by yourself. No, I'm, when I say um, everything I say, closes at ten, <laughs> so you're not even gonna be at the party in New Year's Eve because ten no, o'clock they're shutting it down. I'm a no. I'm gonna be in. My big old bed in somebody's big old bed in New York City. <laughs> okay. So, um, for all the listeners out there, we got a very good panel of guests. I can't wait for them to get into the building. But before we get to that, let me go ahead and bring in the feel good story of the day. 
per usual. This one is actually coming out of Florida. This one is found on CNN. A Florida man just paid off the past dues for 114 families at risk of having their utilities shut off. A Florida business owner who was once down on his luck is giving back by covering the utility bills of 114 families who are facing disconnection. Michael Esmond's generosity started last year when he paid the utility bills of 36 households in his community. This year, with Hurricane Sally and COVID-induced economic turmoil hitting the city, he thought he needed to up the ante. Said He said, this year to me probably is more meaningful than last year with the pandemic and all the people out of work having to stay home. Hurricane Sally slammed us pretty good and hurt a lot of people. And we still have a lot of the blue roofs here where they're just covered with tarps. So Esmond donated an estimated 7,000, excuse me, 7,615 to pay for the past due bills of 114 households. Um, holiday cards were sent out notifying the residents. And while his donation increased from what he paid last year, he says he was able to help about three times as many households. And that's because there were many residents who had bills due of 100 or less. So he was able, he had more, that money went a lot further. He was able to help a lot more people. Um, and he said that that really impacted me, that people can't afford to pay a $100 bill on their utilities, that things are so bad. And that's why he was able to, that's why he decided to step up and pay for 114 families. Um, so the year has been good for him economically, he said. So he wanted to spread that out to all the, the neighbors and the other families who were not having such a good 2020. Uh, and lastly, he closes, he's been down on his luck before, like people are, and he's had trouble paying bills and raising three daughters. And uh, so he says he can relate to people suffering and not being able to pay bills. Uh, and that was one of the biggest motivators because he knows what it feels like firsthand. really like that story you what you mean you actually really you should like all my stories that is a feel-good story right it is a feel-good story right, um, right. i definitely think in the time of giving you know it's a season for giving um so definitely one less thing for families to worry about going into the new year so i like that story i like it a lot all right all right so th that was i i was very touched by by that uh story i thought that was a very excellent display of, again, just the kindness of humans when we're all enduring this type of pandemic. Um, so again, Trish, can you bring, can you let our listeners know what the topic is? And then we're going to bring in the guests. I, I'm excited to have this panel of guests here. Um, so please let us know what the topic that we're going to be knocking around today. Well, today's topic is sex. Do we lay it all on the table or keep yes. some of it to ourselves? He said the answer yes. is yes. The answer is yes. That's that's it. That, the answer is yes. You lay it, just lay yes. it all on the table. Lay right it all there. on the Let's table. This is the quickest podcast that we've had. This was, <laughs> I want to thank all my guests who you didn't get to hear from. I want to thank the producers <laughs> and Banana. No, but um, all right. So say that, say that topic again. All right. So it is sex. Do we lay it all on the table or do we keep some to ourselves? All right, so without further ado, we got Geraldine in the building. Welcome back, Geraldine. How have you been? What's going on down this and down south? Just 
very rainy and very cold right now. Okay. I had a horrible week. Oh no. Oh no. Week. I'm well, okay. We're gonna get you we're gonna get you right. We're gonna get you right. Yeah. I'm just ready for this topic. Okay, good. And brother Hassan is back with us. Hassan, how are we today? Hassan? Uh yeah, I'm doing great, my brother. I'm uh awesome, awesome. I got all my fingers and all my toes working. You know what I mean? Yes, sir. And we actually have a new guest by way of my co-host, Trisha. Trisha, I'm going to let you do the honors. Let us know who this lovely lady is that's going to be joining us today. So I am, I'm so excited about Jen. Um, I met Jen. So a lot of y'all don't know this, but starting in January, I'm going to be studying to be a relationship and sex coach. And Whoa, 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 whoa. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. You can't just drop that in. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, let's let's. You gonna be studying to do what? There's a school for that. Yeah, there is. It's a, listen, it's uh, a whole entire school. Six months ago, how I didn't, come? How come they never came and visited my my high school when I was looking at college <laughs> applications? Listen, I don't think this is for the high schoolers. This ain't for the little ones. Okay, this is for the grown, the sexy, those looking to take their sexual experiences higher and deeper and a, a deeper knowledge of self for better sexual experiences. It's going to be so dope. When I say I'm so excited about it, I am so excited about it. And when I signed up, I met this amazing, amazing woman by the name of Jen. Um, she's my, I'm going to call her my advisor because I go to her whenever I have any questions. I'm like, girl, let me, let me run this by you real quick. It's your man, K.R. from Bed-Stuy. And as you know, Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Uh, Trisha actually had to step away. She had a medical emergency. And so I'm stepping in and taking over for her. So we apologize for the interruption. And we will continue the show with Jennifer introducing herself. Yeah, sure. Awesome. Thank you so much for the invite. I've never done a podcast before. so Oh, we're your first. This, this is, is exciting. This well, is thank I'm, you. Thank you yeah. for trusting us with your with your first experience. <laughs> it's a bit of an edge because I've not done something like this before. So I'm like really excited to have the opportunity to to try it. And already I feel really welcomed into the group. So thank you. So tell us about this this relationship school of sex. Yeah. So um yeah, so maybe the best way to introduce it is just to give you a little background about how I ended up going to school and getting certified to be a sex love and relationship coach. I'm actually calling myself a pleasure coach and I work mostly with vulva bodied people uh, and, and mostly with women specifically. Um, I just earlier in my adult life, I just felt broken you know, I felt like I didn't understand the way my body worked. I didn't really know what to tell lovers. I have past trauma. And um, there just was like, it just felt like, I know there must be more here. And through my journey of figuring out myself, I ended up learning so much and making so much progress. And I thought, wow, I'm the only one that doesn't know this stuff. But I would talk to friends and they would say, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And I started to realize, wow, I'm starting to build a body of knowledge that a lot of other people don't have. 
And I want to share it because I don't want people suffering the way I was suffering earlier in my life. And so I started seeking out more training and found my way to Layla Martin's coaching program. And through that, I learned a really robust process of coaching other people through whatever's happening for them with their bodies, helping them drop into their bodies and, and feel more, basically feel more in their bodies. And, and that's how I ended up in this program. And so my goal is to help people be more embodied, feel more in their bodies, feel more pleasure in their bodies, because I think this is a really important thing. It, it ruins relationships that keeps people in a cycle of trauma when they're not able to drop into their bodies and, and feel. And this is unfortunately true for a lot, for a lot of people, a lot of people are there. So, so that sounds, that's amazing, uh, Jennifer. That is actually, I've never even known that there was a, uh, as you got, you call it like a pleasure school. Um, so I think that's awesome. I can't wait to hear your perspective on the topic, which sounds like it's right up your alley. And if I'm not mistaken, we got a, a, a familiar face that just stepped into the building that we haven't heard from in quite a while. And I'm sure he's welcome back. I know he's welcome back. I don't know how everybody else feels. But let's look, K.I. from Bed-Stuy. What's going on, bro? Welcome back. It's been a while. Gia, thank you for having me back, um, everybody. Uh, welcome to the show. Uh, Trisha actually had to step off. She had an emergency. Um, so, uh, you know, I ain't as good looking as she, but uh, I'm definitely, this was divine, right? Because I was uh -huh. supposed to have this workshop to have this topic of discussion and jump in and put my two cents in. So I'm back for a minute. And, uh, but Big O, it's your show, do you? All think? right, without further ado. Yeah. So as Let's Trish go. said, the topic is sex. Do we lay it out all on the table or do we hold some to ourselves? And as usual, so Jen, what, what are your thoughts on the topic of sex when it is involved in a relationship? And I'm assuming that if there's a choice between laying it out on the table or keeping some to yourselves, this may be a relationship that's on the newer side, or it could be on the older side. I don't know how long people, you know, kind of hold things to themselves. Yeah. So when I first heard the prompt, I was thinking more like, do, is it something we keep private or is it something that we're more public or more like exposed um, to the public? And um so my thought regarding it from that angle is that people need to have a certain amount of safety before they can maybe be more outward with their sexuality. There's certain like base hierarchy of needs that have to be met before we can really delve into our sexuality in its fullness. And I think that if the safety isn't there, if the sense of trust and safety isn't there, either publicly or even within a relationship, right? That we may want to be more private until we feel like that's been established. Um, because, because having a sense of safety is a really big part of feeling good and open in your body. There's nothing right. more vulnerable there's no more vulnerable position in the world than 
the middle of an orgasm, right? Like we're totally defenseless in the middle of our pleasure. And so there needs to be safety first, I think. And that's the the basis of it. Okay. So do you think if, so let's assume that somebody has established a safe and, and comfortable relationship, what else might be prompting them to hold back? Or do you just like, you may have couples that have been in relationships for, you know, going on five years and one or the other partner may still feel like they have not fully let, they're still holding back or they still have not expressed what they desire in their, in their sexuality. Right. 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 So what would you attribute that to? Yeah. So I think that as a partner, one of the best things we can do for our partner is establish a practice of never yucking someone's yum in small ways or big ways. So someone comes to us and they, they have a fantasy or something that they may or may not even want to carry out. Mm-hmm. Just being open to it and and holding really big space for someone to explore because there are lots of things our minds toil on that we never intend on carrying out. And there are things we really want to try and we may try them and like them and want to do them again. And we may try them and decide one time was enough for that and I'm ready to move on to, okay. <laughs> to something else. But we can help our partners really sink into what their true sexuality looks like by by like holding that space and not being judgmental regardless of what they present to us. Okay. So Geraldine, I know you got some thoughts on the topic. Let's let's go. Let's hear it. Do you when you start dating, you lay it all out on the table and say, look, this is how it's going down. This is how I get down. Or do you just hold back and say, oh, let me see how this guy moves. Let me see how what what are your thoughts on the topic? Well, I'll hold a little bit. Okay. I'm not first of all, first day in, I'm not giving a hundred percent. Mm-hmm. I need to know where he's coming from. Mm-hmm. What he's bringing to the table. Mm-hmm. If he's not bringing a hundred percent, then of mm-hmm. course he's not going to get a hundred percent. Yeah, hold on, Geraldine. I got to cut you off. But then, if you don't bring your best self to the table, then I'm how are you? How are you going to see him again? No, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not bringing my best self. I'm yeah, bringing my best about, self. He's just I'm not going to get hundred percent. I'm talking so, about the moves. So you're going to hold back some of the moves. You're not going to put it all on. Him. You ain't going to hit him with the boom bip. No, he's not going to get. Boom bip. He's not going to get all the good moves. <laughs> I'm sorry. No. So, he so what? Get, I'm sorry. He just starting out. He right. cannot get a hundred percent. That's something you gotta everything. earn. You gotta earn that. He's not getting everything. It it, it, it comes in moderation. Okay. Like, there's tears. There's levels to hit. Yes. Hassan is cracking up over there. <laughs> yes. because, Cause if I'm not in love with you. Hmm. I don't see how, and you're not in love with me. Mm-hmm. I don't see how we can make love. Okay. But it right. won't be no love. Okay. okay. All right. You're going to have to, we're going to have to, Hassan, what are your thoughts? I see you chuckling. Well, wow, man. It's, there are a lot of variables and complexity because there, there, there's like a big difference between uh, men's mindsets and women's mindsets, right? Uh, uh, sometimes in the past, with the desire that was built, you know, to, to that first meeting, right? It's mm-hmm. like I put down my best game sometimes. I gave it 110%. I put down my best game, right? All the skill, you know, a lot of skills come up because it's like this might be a one-shot deal, or this could be a make it or break it. Right. If I don't bring it, you know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, it, you know, I want to know that I perform. Now, 
Now, I'm, I'm also reflecting when my testosterone level was higher. So, so, so that's another variable that, that could determine, you know, how we move sexually. Because prior to, uh, for men, the decrease in testosterone and for women, the, decre the decrease in estrogen and going through menopause, your sexuality switches. So you're not even the same animal you used to be. You know what I'm saying? It's like, because biologically, inherently, you don't have the needs to reproduce. Which The drive is different. You know what I'm saying? So you're not going to be uh, as um, savage as you would be uh, when, with high testosterone. A man in his 20s, often reasoning is blurred because of his biology. Okay. You know, he'll move on something just biologically without thinking about any variables or consequences of an outcome. Where a woman, you know, they're, they're more mindful. You know, they're created that way usually. You know what I mean? So they move differently. So so we're dealing with two different perspectives here, two different realities, you know, and what you're going for and what you're doing. It's like, um, it's a process for, for both, for, for each. So yeah. you don't think that, so holding back, you don't think would have happened in, in your heyday. There's no holding back. You're laying no, no. it all out on the table. It's no, no, it's, it, there's no absolute. There's no absolute. It's like, no, there were times when I held back uh, uh, just because I'm like, you know what? I don't, I don't want to put too much on this person because I don't want the, the emotional backlash when I just want casual sex. You know what I mean? Okay, okay. But if there's someone that I have been more attracted to or or somebody that I, I would consider a candidate for a long-term relationship, then I want to captivate that person. Right. So so question yeah. for Jennifer. Um, do you do you have clients, do you have people who come to you with uh, these various issues and concerns? Around like how much to show? Yeah, when maybe something maybe when something is just beginning, right? Do you have do you have um people who come to you and refer to you um let's say in the early stages, maybe they met somebody that they really want to get to know um but they they feel like they should hold back or like do you ever have clients who come to you spe with specific uh needs one way or the other like holding back or should I just give it give my all like do you uh, yeah so even though I don't work with um cisgendered men typically I do hear often from men that they feel a ton of pressure to be to to be like experts sexual experts and it harms them in the bedroom because it's so much pressure and we don't perform well under stress. And that, that keeps people from sinking into like this really juicy, flowy, energetic space with a partner because they feel so much pressure. And I think that um, generally speaking for women, there's a lot of conflicting messages that we're often raised with you know, the whole lady in the streets and a freak in the bed kind of thing. Like we get, we want to be our full sexual selves, but then sometimes that's not safe. And sometimes we get judged for it. When, when then you get slut shamed or there's some risk of revenge porn or, you know, these are things that are going through people's minds and it keeps them from really like expressing their primal animal self. And that goes back to what you were saying earlier with the safety aspect 
of being able to trust someone with your that vulnerability of expression. Do you think that is something that can be created? Yeah, so so I've I've had many people tell me, "Hey, I don't understand. I'm with a safe partner. They love me, they show up for me, I can count on them. And when we get naked, all of a sudden I get I feel something rise in me. I feel some fear rise in me or I feel something else come up and I don't know what it is because my partner is a safe person. And in those cases, I definitely recommend that people do some individual work because our bodies hold on to everything. There's a book called The Body Keeps the Score. Um, It's a great book. And it's about how that our bodies hold on to trauma. You know, even after we do tons of talk therapy and work through things that have happened to us, and that's big trauma with a big T and with a little T, like an acute traumatic experience versus like a prolonged, you know, uh, maybe a prolonged unsafe environment. Um, Yeah, so I think that in those cases, we sometimes clear things logically, but then our body still has the reaction. It's like, oh, this might not be safe. And we we get that sensation in our bodies and it doesn't match up with what's really happening in the moment, which is, hey, I'm with a safe partner. This person loves me. They want me to feel my full pleasure. Like if you're disassociating, coming back to your body, dropping into your body. How do you... How do you guys, and this is for everybody, what, what, what are the ways in which you can have that open conversation? As we say, we want to talk it over, right? Let's say something, you, you're in love, you're in a relationship, you, you have that trust, but maybe they're just not, uh, as like Hassan was alluding to, when the pressure for the guy is like, you know, I want to give her the wow factor because I really want to, like you said, captivate and keep this person. But what if it's not happening for that partner, right? What if, what if, even though you're 110%, you're just missing the mark. You're a bare miss, right? But everything else on paper, you're, like you said, you're trusting, you're in love. And there's just that, that bare, that close miss when it comes to performance in the bed. How do you disclose that to your partner without hurting them or without giving them, you know, self-conscious vibes and making them feel like, oh no, I'm in danger of, cause I'm not up to par, right? I'm not doing what she wants me to do. or I'm not doing what he wants me to do. And also piggybacking on, well, let's answer that one first. I've had an experience with that. Um, me and the guy, we, I felt like we was, you know, we had the chemistry and everything, but sexually, I wasn't being satisfied. Okay. And I don't know if it showed on my face, which it probably did, knowing <laughs> me. He, he, he said something. And he mentioned that he didn't feel like he was satisfying me. And of course me, the type of person I am, I don't like to lie. I won't lie. And I, but we could. So how did that go? So how did that conversation go? I mean, it was, it was a decent conversation. Okay. It didn't go left. It, okay. it stayed straight. And so y'all, y'all were able to talk it over. We was able to talk it over. Okay. But the relationship still didn't work out. Now was that because he didn't that, that what you all guys talked over and never he got he never got to that point or it's other factors that had nothing to do with it was other factors. Okay. All right. Because so, he started out the whole relationship with a lie. 
Oh, oh and no. Oh God. All right. Something yeah. I don't condone. Gotcha. Gotcha. Hassan, and when I found out that was that was it. You did me a favor. Oh no. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> so Hassan, what are your thoughts? How do you have that conversation? Let's say you know you're with a, a woman. And you're like, you know what? I really, really dig this person. The chemistry is there. The attraction is there. But just when that's it's time to get down, that the wow factor, she didn't leave you with the wow factor. How do you um, have that conversation with that partner and say, look, you know? It, it really depends because it's like, if, if I'm not in a, uh, a a relationship and it's casual, then, you know, it just didn't work and we keep it moving. But um I'm at I'm actually at a new place in my life, right? So uh-huh. being in this new space, uh, you know, it's like we, we talk about a range of things. So uh, sex is one of them, you know. That you know what their some of their likes or dislikes are. So it's kind of like a framework of you know the, the whole 360 of who the person is. Sex is only 10 percent of a relationship, but it's a strong 10 percent. But Often, if 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 thirty percent or forty percent of the other areas of the relationship isn't working, or it doesn't really, uh, you really don't have that uh, chemistry, psychologically, emotional, and uh, a spiritual connection, then how could I expect the sex to work? It's, it's not going to work. It's like it's, sex is is like um, those other areas are like the foreplays to what sex is going to be with that person. It's like if not if you don't like the person, then you're probably not gonna have a delightful sexual experience with them. You know, so um, I also can relate to to being in a relationship and not being satisfied, right? And I was in a relationship for years. I was never sexually satisfied, never, not from day one. It was always okay. It was never wow, right? But everything else was wow except the sex. So. I was in it with the hope that things would get better, that it would it would evolve, but no, it didn't. You know what I mean? It's like, you know, a Chevy is a Chevy. It's never a Cadillac, right? So so let me ask real quick, Jennifer, is there anything that can be done, right? Is there anything that can be done in that instance that Hassan is talking about where you can actually come to your partner that you're in this relationship with that you can say to this person, or how do you how do you motivate couples? or people in relationships who have disclosed for one reason or the other that the wow factor is not there. But I mean, this is a school, there's things you can learn, there's things that you can be comfortable doing, right? So how do you get them from, oh, it's just okay to, oh, this is actually, you know, everything that I've been hoping for, expecting it to be? I I think that if there was good passion and chemistry early in the relationship, then there's something to go to reignite and get back to. But if the chemistry was never there, never, there was always a misalignment. I think it's really challenging to be honest. Um, There's a book called Mating in Captivity where the author who's, she's very, very popular and her name has just, um, of course has just zipped out of my brain, but she talks about this where if 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 you've been together many many years but there was never that spark then maybe there just wasn't alignment there to to be reigniting i think that speaks more to that there's a certain 
chemical attraction we have with certain people and not with others. You know, there's stuff at work there we don't fully understand. Okay. I can relate to that because it's like uh, with more than one relationship, I was attracted to them, but the chemistry didn't work on a deep level. So Mm. the sex was never like 100%. It was always like 60, 70, you know what I mean? It was average at best. For them, it might have been great. You know, for some, it was great. And then for some, we just never had sexual compatibility. We had compatibility in all these other areas, and we looked good together. So, you know, that's where we were psychologically and spiritually at the time. You know what I mean? Well, we sacrificed part for the whole. You know what I mean? So it was more, it was like a a, a, a loving business relationship. You know what I mean? We did have sex, but it wasn't fiery and any of that. So... So as I'm listening to all of you guys, I wonder, like we've, we're talking a lot about, you know, the the chemistry between people who are in a relationship. What about when you just courting? What about when you just like, you know, you haven't committed to that relationship sometimes. And this is my experience sometimes. And I'm, I, you know, again, we're not subject matter experts. We're just basically sharing what we have experienced through our journey, our individual journeys in life. So when it comes down to, hey, should we lay it out on? I've seen it both ways. Should we lay it all out on the table? Or should we hold uh, hold some back? I've seen it where someone I was in a relationship with was holding back and then realized that they were holding back and decided not to do it, do it anymore. Said, you know what? I'm going to be open. I'm going to be expressive. I'm going to do the things that I wanted to do with you. And of course, during that time in my life, I was like, okay, great. I'm thankful for that. And I've also seen it where someone that I'm not in a relationship with. I'm just courting them. I'm seeing, I'm hanging out. They call it Netflix and chill now, right? And so where, in, and the only way I could make it make sense was I was like, all right, this, this young lady is doing a lot right now. And is it because she's trying to get me? She's trying to get me to that point of the relationship and I'm not there because I feel like if I get into a relationship, all the, everything that she's doing is just going to kind of start backsliding. Right. Because the goal is to get me into a relationship. So she's going 110 percent in. And I feel like if I go into that relationship, then it's kind of like, oh, I got you. I don't have to do these things anymore. I don't have to do all this anymore, even though I'm enjoying it. It's like the goal is not sex. The goal is to get you to commit to me. And so when we're talking about courting and dating, how do we how do we juxtapose? Do you guys have any thoughts on Hey, I, again, from what Hassan said, for guys, I feel I agree with him. It's like, hey, I got to go 110% if I'm really, really, really am attracted to this person because this might be the only shot I ever have, right? So I got to put it down so that I can hopefully impress upon her that, hey, I'm worth a couple more rounds. I'm not just a one and done. Or do we hold back because it's like, all right, this is not my my girl, this is not, you know, this is just somebody I'm having fun with. So I'm not going to give it 110%. Have you seen it both ways? Yeah, actually, I have seen it both ways. Uh, uh, Meeting someone and not yet being to the point of a real relationship but becoming acquainted with them and then, uh, you know, having sex with them and, yeah, it's just giving part. Or, or just really not be fully engaged, you know, for for a different reason. I might not have been fully engaged because, you know, I have been having, you know, sex all through the week or something, or I have been masturbating or you know, different reasons, you know, I might be tired. 
So there's, there's always so many variables involved. I don't think it's just one way or the other. You know what I mean? There's so many, it's like it's black and it's black and white and it's gray in the middle. You know what I mean? In the middle is really large. So that's, there's so many factors to, to, to calculate to determine uh, what the outcomes are. You know, that's, 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 this is a great subject uh, to think about. Yeah, my approach to, to everything is just a little different now from when I was younger. So there's like the before and the after, you know, the younger and the older. So yeah, it's like two uh, two sides of a mirror that I'm looking at. I've always felt that when a woman um, is trying to get to know a, a man, if she, if she gives her all, that 110%, and goes all out, that most men can't handle that. And their mind is, mm, she a freak. <laughs> she does. That's, that's a good thing. She's out there or whatever. That's, that's what men want. They want the freak but, in the bed. Yeah, that's what men want. Uh-huh. But they, I don't think they want it right then and there. That, you know, just meeting the woman. You know? Uh, I don't know if there's a... There's a I don't know if there's a time limit on that. It might be like, hey, if hey, whenever I get the chance, you got to be a freak. If you're going to be a freak any time of the day, no matter if I'm first meeting you or we've been in a relationship three three years, if you're going to be a freak and you're going to bring it, then I'm, I'm accepting it. Now, and if you ain't a freak and you done been in the, in the relationship three years, you got a problem. I said, do you think that's what men really want? I don't, I don't, I can't really say. I don't think they really want a woman that's gonna go all out the very first time. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just- what are, what are the thoughts? What do you think happens to the guy's mind if that happens? What do, you, what do you think their story is that they're telling themselves as to why they might be- uh, She do this to every man she be with. Okay. Like- Okay, that's, I'm not gonna say that's not a- Valid. That's a, that's a, <laughs> yeah, that's a valid. Yeah, but but here's the thing, right? That's that's somebody placing judge. I've always been curious as to why people place such high value on the opinions of someone they just met, right? Like if I just met you, and let's say I I had a bad I, I had a bad um experience, or I just like Hassan said, I was tired or whatever. Then I got to chalk that up and say, you know what? I didn't perform to my best. This person probably thinks I'm whack, but who cares? I just met them. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I can do. But if you really, if you really like this person and really want to get to know this person and everything, you oh, it's gonna hurt. Gonna, you are gonna think, you know, you care about what they think. Yeah, yes. Because you're trying okay. to get, you trying to be with this person. I, I, I hear what you're saying. I hear you what you're saying. For me, from my perspective, I feel like, yes, I've, I've been, I, I think I've been through enough experiences to now where I'm, I can be comfortable saying, all right, I, yeah, I want to do my best because I really like this person. But if it doesn't work out, then it just doesn't work out. And it's going to hurt for a little bit, but I'll be fine. Right. I can't say that that was always my thought process. I can't say that that was what I was always leading with. Um, I think that comes through some scope of maturity and and life um because i mean believe it or not i've had that experience i i felt like oh man i i really i really shit the bed on this one like i really just i i don't know what was going on i did 
I just did not show up. And she was ready. Yeah, it happened. And she was ready. And I've had experiences where that person didn't uh, continue with me. And I was like, that was on me. And I've also had experiences where the same thing happened. And the person was like, that's fine. I understand things happen. And they, they were still interested enough to come back. And I was like, well, okay, that takes a lot of pressure off right now, right? And see, what, what I'm saying is, okay, I'm going to go all the way to the left. Okay. I've had a man, our first time being together, ask me to give him head. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-uh. No. First of all- Now, now had you just one, met or was there- a lot? Okay. First of all, the, the first mistake you made was asking me. Second mistake you made is, damn, this is our first time. What makes you think I'm gonna do that? Right off the bat. <laughs> and right. if we're not trying to be in a committed relationship, why should I do that? Okay. Like, <laughs> I, I agree. I mean, I, I, hear, I hear both sides. I hear, I've seen it where like, you know, that that is common, and I've seen it where again other people have no qualms whatsoever. Right, right. right. Um, and it's, and I've been recipient of both. I've been, and my thing is, I and this is just me. I don't place value or judgment on either one. As I just take them as, all right, this is what they're comfortable with, and this is how they get down, and this is how this is what this person is comfortable with. Regardless of which one did what. I'm always going to base my decision on whether or not I want to continue seeing this person off of the chemistry we have, right? The sexual thing. And this is, I think, one of those things where, you know, men differ in respects to women because guys can separate the act from the actual emotional attachment oftentimes, where women can also do it, but just not as easily, right? It doesn't come as natural to them. So I I get it. so, but, so interestingly, it's like let me let me just ask something to to the the prior about uh, when you meet someone if you go on in right. So often, you know, as a man, and this the elephant, this the pink elephant in the room that we all like to talk about. Suppose a man can't perform, like I, I I've been there excited and then couldn't get an erection, right? And it was nothing I could do to get an erection. So yeah, it's like the whole psychological trauma you go through, not being able to perform, and you want to perform, and this person is desirable, you're excited, it doesn't work until they leave, and later on, all of a sudden, this erection goes up. You're like, where were you? You weren't here. Yeah, yeah. You're thinking, it it lowers your self-esteem, what's wrong with me, I'm not Takes a hit, yeah. Depending on who you were, she might look at you sideline, you couldn't even get it up, you know what I'm saying? Right. This, this, you know what I'm saying? Some woman was like, what's wrong with you? You got a problem? You know what I'm saying? And when you right. hear that, it does something to your psyche and you probably won't get an erection, right? So so, so it's really it's interesting dynamic that it could be the same person. You know, um, um, you get more comfortable with the person just by getting to know them. You do it, you know, again and again. And then eventually you get that erection you want. And it's it's like a beautiful, it's like a, 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 a a uh, real mending sexually that, that you could not have imagined, right? Right. Like, like there's so many variables there. Now, um, in terms of what um, the young lady, um, Geraldine, right? Mm-hmm. In terms of what she was saying, it's like, uh, it just depends on the situation. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, it's like an individual basis. It's like, 
for some women, what I, you know, you know, give them um, oral copulation, it's like, nah. And for others, yes. I will go all out. It just depends on the chemistry, the time, the moment. There's just so many variables in every situation from, from me, a male, a, a male perspective. Now, I'm not a woman, so, you know, and then women are individuals, you know, based on their own experiences. Some women are into oral sex like that. Some women, the oral sex is is, is their definite foreplay. They, they want like, to perform uh, uh, Felicio, you know what I'm saying? They want to give head. That's their thing, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes it's like, you know, uh, it, just because of the chemistry, it's like, um, the the male the man might want to perform peningulus, you know what I'm saying? Just because he's aroused that way, that's his foreplay. So you know, there's just so many different variables involved with, you know, how far you go with, with a sexual partner, first time or the time after or whatever. You know, it's it's, it's, it's complex. Um, you're listening to Talk It Over. Talk It Over is the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed, and we're having an amazing uh, conversation with uh, uh, some really amazing guests, co-hosts who have a lot to say. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Sex. Lay it all on the table in the beginning or hold back and keep it to yourself. This is The Bushelman, a.k.a. Najami Lazama, your personal development awareness life coach. And you're listening to Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Now back to the show. So welcome back. We got a juicy topic going on today and an interesting, very interesting take from the panel of guests. I want to thank you all for, for being so honest and open. So we're talking about sex, right? The topic is sex. Do we lay it all out on the table? Which I say, yes, do it. Lay it out on the table. Or do we hold back to our keep some to ourselves? And as you all have said, it really depends on there's so many variables. There's so many things that go into that question, right? The context is key. We always say that, right? KI context is key. So- Absolutely. And and so, you know, I, I, I think the reason that you do lay it all out on the table is because what we're managing is expectations, right? When we listen to the conversations, um, I'm listening to everyone, it sounds like there are all these expectations that are built around the dynamics of uh, specifically sex, right? What people have an expectation of. If someone has an expectation on a first outing, that, that, that maybe that might need to be a discussion, although it kind of takes away the spontaneity, right? So it kind of goes with one of the questions that I wanted to ask, and this is, this is coming from Trish. Um, how much do you disclose about your sex life to a new partner? Whose business is it? Geraldine? Yeah, let's go, Geraldine. I knew that was going to get you. Let's go, Geraldine. I knew that one was going to get you. Geraldine, how much do you disclose about your sex life to a new partner? Or <laughs> or let's, let's flip it on its head. Maybe it's not a new partner. Do you tell a long-term partner everything you did and experienced before them? Either one of those questions. Um, if we're new, you're going to tell me everything you're going to tell me, disclose. Nope, nope. <laughs> Why not? No. It's none of my not, business, right? If, 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 when, if, you're, if you're a new partner, mm-hmm. no, I don't think we should know. Everything. I don't think we should know everything. Okay. We, okay. we don't. Because we say we want to know. Mm-hmm. And in reality, I don't it think. It could change your do. perception. 
because it yeah, can change your perception. Once you tell everything, that that person might look at you like, damn, they they done been through some some people. Right. They done been through some women. They got some they numbers. Did some things, and how safe were they? You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. they just come with a bunch of stuff because prejudgments. Yes, and I. I ain't even gonna sit here and say I haven't, cause I'm 53 and uh-huh. I've done some things. But shouldn't shouldn't that also be kind and, of no. expected with with like I mean once you start getting I you know tra- I'm not trying to tell them everything. Well, tell no, no, I'm not saying you gotta tell everything, but shouldn't at some point shouldn't they shouldn't the shock be a lot less? Cause it's like yo, come on now, I'm you know 30s, 40s, 50s. You got you've got some life. And so it's like you can't expect everyone to be. Mm-mm, some things I'm going. No? I'm going to to my grave with. <laughs> I'm not saying you got to disclose it. I'm not. No, no. I'm not saying that you should disclose it. I'm just saying the person you tell it to should not be so offended or shocked, right? Jen, Jen, what are your thoughts on this? What do you, should you disclose? Should should in a new relationship should you disclose or should you do like Geraldine and say, no, mom, you weren't there. This was a different time. I was a different person, and you don't need to know all that. Or even if you do res- share, what is the protocol? How do you share it? I think it depends on what it is that someone's trying to figure out. If they're trying to assess risk and you're having a general conversation about how frequently do you get tested and 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 that kind of thing, you can keep it to a minimum. Some people, it's a turn on to hear about their partner's previous experiences and you're sharing and there's not judgment and that's like a really different situation mm-hmm. um but if someone's just wanting to know just basic stuff to assess their own safety and so that you can take precautions and that's that's a different story personally there- i like hearing about people's past experiences i mean we're all adults and you know someone didn't get good in bed by being a virgin so you know, so well, my oh, go ahead, Jeremy. Go ahead. She's absolutely right. You do have to go through some to get that experience, right? Um, but you also don't have to tell. Well, that's what I was just going to ask is there ever, and and Jen, you already kind of said it to some people that is actually a turn on, they want to know, you know, your past experiences. So for for the the other population who it may not be a turn on, is there ever really a reason to disclose anything beyond beyond safety and beyond the, my partners actually this actually gets them going? Is there ever really a reason to disclose everything that you've done beyond those two? I think it's important not to lie. If 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 the sense is that they're going to be upset by the answer i would probably ask them what's what's really your question about before answering Mm -hmm. it but Mm -hmm. uh i'm a big fan of just just honesty even when it's uncomfortable because there are plenty of things over the course of a long-term relationship that are uncomfortable conversations so we might as well get used to it up front and get the practice in if somebody if they was to ask me I'm gonna I'm gonna honestly ask them, do you honestly wanna know the truth? Because and I wanna know what is why? Why do you wanna know? What is the point behind it? Because you're gonna bring you're gonna bring the house down. You're gonna tell them the real, real. 
Like I keeping said, it real goes wrong. Like keeping said, it real goes wrong. You know, oh I, I, I told KI the other day, I when I moved to Philadelphia in 86, 1986, I was 18 years old. I was in Philadelphia for five months. In five, five months, months. Wow. I slept with five different guys in five months. And I did not like myself. Mm. Uh, to ex- tell somebody that I'm romantically trying to get to know or be with, I couldn't see myself t- actually coming out and volunteering that information. So, yeah, I would say some things might need to be held back. Okay. Some All right. They don't really need to I, know because it might I'm... just change the whole dynamic of the relationship. Yeah, I think I agree with you uh, and both of you guys, actually, Geraldine and Jen, because I think the, like Jen alluded to, like, what is the what is the actual reason behind asking these questions? Right. Because, yeah, if you're coming at it uh, from a from a standpoint of of any, any type of a judgment or any type, then it's going to change, like, how much I disclose. Right. Why? Why should I? What does that matter? Because I had to go through those experiences to be who I am today, to be the person that you want to be with, right? Yeah, you're um, setting the person up to fail, right? By- right, because they and they may also have some insecurities right. uh, from their past relationships that they're they're bringing to you and trying to figure out, like, oh, how similar is this person to the the person, the last person that hurt me, right? Because we are creatures of habit. We often, you know, are attracted to the same things over and over. We do the same things over and over sometimes. So maybe, you know, that question may be kind of fielding, they're kind of fielding some type of, um, you know, just testing, testing the waters. How much should I give of myself? Because if this person's past is similar to my ex's past, then there might be, and I, you know, I have some trauma there. There might be some issues, Right, I might I be. I feel like it's, a, it's just a loaded question. So yeah, of course it is. So or oh, it can be right, depending on the intention. Jennifer, does she recommend then that in the early stages that people um, have this conversation? Right, is it better to have it sooner than later? I think it really depends, and I I go back to the idea that it really depends why someone's asking you. Are they trying to assess if you really care about them? Are they wanting to understand how adventurous you are? You know, what is the root of their question? I think that's really, that's really important because sometimes if the root of the question is, I'm not sure if you're really into me in this moment. And so they're asking questions about past experiences to determine that. They can ask questions all day long and it's still not really going to tell them the thing they're trying to drive at. So if you can get to what the root is, then it's like, no, you know, this is something that's special for me, or this is something that's casual for me. And I think it doesn't, there's no right or wrong answer, but if you're honest, then people can make good decisions about whether or not they want to step into it or not. Even being honest about it being a casual experience then people can say, you know what? I'm up for that. I can do that. Right. But it's when we are dishonest with each other that then someone's thinking you're moving in one direction, you're moving in another, and you're not giving that person the opportunity to make a decision as an adult. We're all adults, you know? Got it. Anna had a question. I'm gonna let her pose it. Go ahead. Come on, Anna. 
Oh, Anna's in, Anna's in the building Anna's too? Still here. Anna, what's Anna. happening? No, I actually I'm very I'm very excited about the whole conversation and I, I and I, I got a question in my head while I was listening. Uh what if uh, what if two people uh met and had amazing sex and it was all about sex, but it was so amazing so they decided to have relationships. Oh, that's probably not gonna work. If that's probably not gonna work. Jen, I see you talking. Why? You talking? Why would I not? Because if because if you start off casual and everything is like great set and maybe I'm misunderstanding Anna's question, but if it's just sex and that's the only thing that's great, then how are you going to build a relationship? There's so much other stuff that goes into. Okay. Oh no 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 no! Uh, you, like, you, you, let, let me let me let me clarify. Okay. People met. They saw each other. They love how they look physically. They feel the energy. They jump in bed. They spend amazing night. Oh okay. Oh my God! Actually, this oh okay. So you there's something to asked, talk about during the breakfast. So oh you're asking, God. can you turn a can you turn I've done that? Oh, I've <laughs> done that y'all. into a relationship. I've been yeah. there before, yeah, y'all. I yes. answer this off camera. I got. I hit her. I get her to answer. No, I'm good. I've been there before a few times. Yeah, I would say yes. Absolutely, you can. Absolutely, you can. You can turn. You can turn a one night stand into a beautiful long term relationship. Yeah, it's it's happened definitely. Hassan's been very. Jen, go ahead. You were about to say something. I just wanted to just add one thing that I think when we're talking about casual versus long term, I don't think there's any less respect or care that we offer to that person or that we should expect in return, regardless of what kind of relationship we're talking about. And I think that there's no reason a casual relationship that we can't treat people to the highest standard and still be super honest that it's casual and not meant to be forever. Not everyone's meant to be our life partner till the day we die. Some people are meant to come in and out of our lives but I think that it sows trust as a society when we handle people with care regardless. I just have one last thing I want yeah, to yeah, throw please. out. And that is, I think we've lost the art of seduction. I agree. Society. And I think that the foreplay starts way, way back. It starts so far back. It starts with the texting and the calls and the, Absolutely. the way we stoke each yeah. other's energy and bring forward this deeper primal part of ourselves Ooh, a lot <laughs> yeah it's true I, I, absolutely i totally agree with that and no if you are i don't know if you're actively accepting clients but you know you can feel free if you want to leave how clients listeners or anybody who's interested in working with you uh where could they find you yeah, so uh, you can actually just go to my website, which is jeninfantino.com. And that's J-E-N-N-I-N-F-A-N-T-I-N-O.com. And you can actually schedule a free 60-minute session with me so we can understand what it is that you need. We would love to have Jennifer come back on the show. Can we all absolutely. agree with that? Yeah. Indeed, indeed. Yes, absolutely. Oh, thank you. Yeah, so no. fun. Yeah. yeah, thank you. You you did your thing. Hopefully, we didn't scare you off, and that you come back and contribute and be uh, come on as one of our guest uh, co-hosts. And anything that we can do to help you cultivate and nurture what you're doing, we're more than happy to do that. 
just want to thank everybody uh, for joining us. Thank, thank, and thank you for joining in. Oh, yeah. since we had you on on the on the show, man, it's a lovely, lovely experience to have you back. Yeah, thank you. You know, look, hopefully this will be the last time, right? Um, nah, don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. You'll be back. Uh, appreciate it. Trisha had a, uh, an emergency once again, and that's why you're not hearing her lovely voice. Uh, one thank our guest, uh, Miss Geraldine, who always brings it. We yes. spoke during the week and she always, I like, look, hold some of that fire for the show. Always brings that Dylan and uh, <laughs> Hassan, brother Hassan, we really appreciate um, who has now joined the show as one of our producers. So uh, oh, very nice. Officially, yeah. Officially welcome Hassan aboard. Um, I got. I got to start answering to Hassan now. Y'all co-partnered in this, right? Got so, it. Got it. Yeah. So, wanna uh, thank him and welcome him aboard. Thank you. Um, uh, thank you, Anna Banana, for always um, bringing yeah, us live and direct. Yeah, from behind the scenes, and then jump, jumping on the mic today. Yeah, that was a pleasure uh, as well. Yes. Yeah, was. man. So, yeah. Um, so you can find us, you can go to talkitover.show, let us know your thoughts on the website. You can also find us, Talk It Over is now available on iTunes, it's available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Podbean, so we're all over the place. And for all the international listeners, don't be afraid. We got Google Translate, say it in your native language, we'll figure out what you're talking about, and we'll make the show happen. All right, Big O, I'm out here. I'm sure. All right. Well, thanks again. Thank you, K.I. Thank you, Hassan, Geraldine, Jennifer, and Trish. Our prayers are with you. Hope everything works out well. want to thank Bumpy. Oh, Bumpy had a a YouTube video that he he uploaded that is actually fire. I watched the other day. Um, And for the listeners, please go check that out. Bumpy the Great on YouTube. And I believe that the uh, video is called... Give me one second here. It is called Four Alarm Blaze, an official music video. So with that being said, as you say, K-I, slow motion. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Thank you. you Bye. You've been listening to Talk It Over, the only dating relationship podcast that begins in bed. Hope you got what you needed. Make sure you subscribe. Holla at you next week.